Sometimes Rapunzel gets bundled in towers. Sometimes the witch has her way. But when floundering at sea, you got a friend in me, Liv and Hannah. From frost to savannah, when unexpected in looking, just choppy. So ears wide and poppy, and a spoonful of Disney a day. Hi, Liv. Hi, Hannah. She just yawned as I saw <laughs> This is mid yawn. So bored of my presence. That's so bored. How are how are you? I'm uh, much less miserable today. That's My a mood positive is thing. so affect- I when I woke up and saw there was sun outside, I was like, I guess I'm not gonna be a bitch anymore. <laughs> um But yeah, so that's nice. I just you know sometimes you just need your bad mood to just like you just let it win. You just need a day being like, I'm gonna curl up and not speak to anybody. I'm really a big meaning. believer of just letting the bad mood be felt sometimes. Just sit Feel down, your just feelings. watch TV, and just accept and let it wash over you. Exactly. And then maybe it will go away quicker. Maybe. But who knows? And I'll be back again probably in like two days. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, what did I do today? Yeah, everything's been kind of fine. Went for some nice walks. Um, it is always automatically a bit better when it's sunny. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's very nice. I, I was talking to uh, to you, but I think some people might agree that I've suddenly developed a list, a really long list of things that I need to do for all the different skype or zoom calls that i'm doing so i now have to make a eurovision video a harry potter video um i have to prepare for a murder mystery night i feel like all of a sudden after it's like having to prepare for halloween but five times it really is just think back to a few weeks ago when we were complaining being like why have we got a weekly quiz to do? <laughs> now we've got like three <laughs> things in one week. <laughs> it's nice, yeah. I've got a, I've got a saw my Eurovision bits. What's your, what's your positive thing for today? Sounds like there could be a lot of positivity in the air. Yeah, there's a few positive things today. Uh, primarily, my lunch was fabulous. So we made. Kind of a shepherd, a shepherd's pie, but it was a kind of chilli version of shepherd's Ooh, pie. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was very good, and it was covered with sweet potato and cheese. Oh, my God, that sounds um, absolutely delicious. It was absolutely sensational, and we had it for lunch today, and I had two portions, um, and it was fabulous. I had, this isn't my positive thing, but for lunch, I had super noodles, chicken flavour, obviously. obviously. And normally I add spinach to it just to make it feel like it's sort of healthy. Um, but what I did was actually saute some leeks in butter. And I had like buttery leeks in with my super noodles and a bit of sweet corn. And it was so good. Interesting. But I've forgotten how to use chopsticks. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really sad. Oh no. <laughs> I spent all that time. I taught Hannah how to use chopsticks when we went travelling in Southeast Asia um, and all of the people on the other tables were watching and laughing at us, do you remember? Yeah, 
I mean, it got to the point where I was like, I need to learn or I'm not going to eat. <laughs> and that's sometimes how we best learn out of pure necessity and fear and hunger. It's just because I've not been to a restaurant in such a long time. Which is I don't thought. remember what eating out is like. I don't know. It was my favourite hobby. <laughs> but on a more positive note, I think my positive thing at the moment is just going to be updating everybody where I am in my attempt to read Harry Potter before next Thursday. Read all of Harry Potter before next Thursday. I'm on the fourth book now where it starts getting the books start getting quite chunky and we get a lot of the, the like the backstory like the lore I suppose so it's nice it's a nice little trip down memory lane oh no wait I do have another positive as well one that Liv won't understand but it's been mentioned a lot is that our cousin Amy who lives in Spain has now got Animal Crossing so we're all going to be able to visit each other's islands. And we're really excited. She's been waiting for her switch to arrive for a few weeks. So that's going to be really nice. So yeah, nice things going on. But have you got anything you want to get off your chest, Liv? Anything you want to have a little moan about? A little petty complain about? Yeah, so I took out the recycling today. And the bins were like nailed down. The kind of the lids of the bins were nailed down and you could only put the recycling in through the little hatch at the top. Oh my god, you can't fit anything through that. You can fit like I went, I went so I spent about a good box. I mean, a good ten minutes trying to slot all these individual cider cans and things through. Is that to like to slot. make it more so hygienic? Annoying. I don't really understand what it is to be honest. I imagine it is to make it more hygienic. That's probably to be but... fair, that's probably a breeding ground. Those bins are probably. <laughs> But it was very slow. <laughs> it was very annoying. Yeah, no, I um, I, I can imagine how annoying that was. <laughs> and what's your petty complaint for today? So mine is that just as I was getting ready for us to record, um, I've been borrowing Molly's headphones because when I packed to come home from London, I didn't really pack much I just put the essentials in anyway that's boring backstory but today I accidentally snapped her headphones and so now I'm having to wear them with duct tape and they're really uncomfortable and because they're not mine I'm having to spend my very little money on new headphones which is totally fair enough but it's just annoying because um, <laughs> I feel like I did all I did was like just try to move them apart slightly and they just snapped in my hand. And I mean people can't see but I'm shaking my head at her right now. This is the second pair of headphones I've accidentally snapped. I just think I have like superhero strengths and I don't even know. Sure, that's I don't one know possibility. My own <laughs> um I do have a story from lockdown today it's not interesting <laughs> but normally um molly and i would watch downstairs on the big tv in the living room but um my mum first made me aware either yesterday or maybe two days ago she was like on tuesday i've got a zoom meeting at three o'clock 
so that which is when we normally watch the film so you won't be able to watch it downstairs and my mum when she's got a zoom meeting she loves to like announce it like 75 times she'll just <laughs> drop it into conversation and be like oh um did, did you know i've got a zoom meeting hannah remember about that zoom meeting and i was like <laughs> um so obviously i remembered because she'd uh all she's been talking about and so today we had to watch it on a laptop upstairs so it was still good god i can't believe that zoom meetings are still exciting to some people <laughs> I don't know if it was just excitement, but it's just like, she just feels like she needs to tell us all. So today's sequel was a proper fully-fledged sequel. It was 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure. So we're going to do 10 second plot. I think it's my turn first today. Yep. Count me in. Okay, and three, two, one, go! Patch gets abandoned by his family because they're all cunts and he meets his favourite hero dog and then he becomes a real hero and Cruella de Vil still wants to go for his... <laughs> <laughs> I just got angry and I forgot about the rest of the film. <laughs> Liv's turn! Three, two, one, go! Well, in this following movie, we find Corella Deville out on the streets trying to find fur because she's desperate and no one's supporting her. <laughs> she finds an artist who's willing to give her some therapy, but then therapy doesn't work because she steals the puppies again. <laughs> Gone for some different perspectives there. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us your general thoughts on the film from the perspective of your hero, um, misunderstood <laughs> Corella Deville? Um, so, general thoughts about the film. I thought that all in all, it was actually a very decent sequel. Um, I liked how they did... The big signifier for me was the fact that they only did the Cruella de Deville song for, like, a second once. I didn't even know if they like, did it, so that's how quick it was. They did it when she got into the car after she'd been cast away and thrown onto the street by the man who wouldn't sell her any fur. Um, it played on her radio just to torment her further. Um, so... And she just kind of hit it with her leg and was like, no. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a good way of doing it. And it was different enough from the first film to be interesting. Um, you know, I just... So as some of you who will who listen to the podcast quite a lot will know, in our at first ever episode, I mentioned that one of my biggest regrets about this whole process is that I wrote um, an excellent piece of comedy defending... Um, misunderstood Corella Deville, a work of phenomenal um, satire, <laughs> which was then later censored by people who thought that I would be internet bullied, or cyber bullied, or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays. Um, but I've decided this far in, who fucking cares? I'm going to defend her anyway. Um, they let her out on probation, and she's clearly mentally ill, and they they didn't give her any support. And what's even worse is that the heroes aren't really very heroic in this film so we've got patch is all right i'll give patch you know something but his parents are negligent they just leave him behind when they move from london to some farm and honest to god pongo and purdy are dead to me <laughs> um if there's 101 dalmatians three they better not be fucking in it and they all just, his brothers and sisters are all all his brothers and sisters bullied him 
absolutely bullied him. The the owners, whoever they are, Roger and Caroline or whatever her name is, Anita. again didn't notice that he was gone and did you know who the fuck gets a hundred dogs if you can't keep hold of a hundred and one dogs? Yeah, I just don't, don't understand. make that fucking decision if you know you're not going to be able to handle it. Just don't do it. Yeah, so leave Patch all on his own, and who does he find? He finds this really self-obsessed dog who plays a hero in a TV show and refuses to accept he's not actually a hero, so just flounces around and fails at everything and actually doesn't help Patch and lies to him. So I was kind of left there dog. thinking, you know, oh, there's Corella Deville, obviously ill, and I'm not saying that she should have fur, I'm saying that someone just needs to give her a fur alternative or a you know, do something for Introduce her clearly. Introduce her to I think it Yeah, just do something to help her, you know. But they didn't. And then the people who I was meant to be rooting for, I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head around why we were meant to love them. Apart from Patch, who was quite sweet, and I did feel very sorry for him. But whoever did his accent seems to think that all English people talked like they did in well, Oliver. This is the thing, like, did they actually get... British people to voice this film or did they just get American people to do what they like a terrible impression of what they think all British people sound like honestly I, don't know. I just think it must have been an American but there were points where like Daddy, okay, so, yeah. they just they sounded like what is it Cockney accent yeah I don't know it was basically the English version of going good day mate just over and over <laughs> it and over really again. was that um so those are my general thoughts. What were your general thoughts? I really enjoyed it. It had one of the f- most fun opening sequences I've ever seen. It was so like jazzy, and there was all these like dots, and the because there was the whole like sort of subplot about this artist that just did things with dots that Corella Deville, um, who <laughs> was just wacky, and I really liked it. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was. I love Patch. Um, Everyone else in that film can die. Patch <laughs> like, is great. He's so cute with his little fake accent. Um, you know, he just wants to. He just wants people to like fucking notice him, and I think we've all been there. But yeah, I felt like the. Um, it definitely wasn't as charming as the first one, but I don't. I don't think that was necessarily like made it awful. Like, it was just a fun... It was like a caper. Like, a fun caper. Um, we had Cruella back. Paul misunderstood Cruella. We had, like, Horace and Jasper back. They came out of prison. That was fun. It was, yeah, it was just... It was just a good little watch. Yeah. Harmless. Harmless is exactly right. Do we want to assassinate any of the characters any further? I mean, I think I've covered most of it. Um, broadly, we've got self-obsessed celebrity dog, Thunderbolt, negligent parents, negligent dog owners. Patchy's quite sweet and very misunderstood Corella Deville. Oh, and at the oh, end... I liked her artist sidekick guy. I thought he, he was, was great. bonkers. Absolutely. I um, but... just don't know what I don't really know what the point of it was, but it was really fun. Well, she wanted to like get him to like be involved in her mad Dalmatian themed coats. I actually have a theory that Corella Deville was um brought up by Dalmatians and then they abandoned <laughs> her because we've as we've seen, Dalmatians 
I'm very happy to just abandon her puppies. Yeah. And now she's got like this crazy, she like needs them to be on her skin. Like, why else would you be that set on like making a coat out of puppies? Specifically, Dalmatian puppies. I know. I mean, thank God. I mean, at the end, they sent her to the mental asylum, right? Or the mental institute, or whatever they call it, which isn't the right way to put it, Disney, ever. No. This this film's not even that old. (laughs) They put her in a white padded van called, and on it, it just says mental institution or something. I mean, thank God she's getting the help. She just needs some therapy. She needs a cuddle. And just a good fake coat. Yeah, just a really good faux fur. And some Dalmatians to adopt her. <laughs> and, oh yeah, what about the random little um, the little dog that was on Thunderbolt's show and like wanted to like take over Thunderbolt, but like, it was such a so... minor subplot. <laughs> I don't really understand why they did that. I think they must have done that in order to make it so that Thunderbolt had to leave the studio and had to help Patch. But it felt a bit superfluous. I wasn't really sure why he was there, it felt. Yeah. I don't consider him a main part of the film. Just like a little Scooby-Doo villain that just wanted to have the show for himself. Mm. Yeah, like, um, everyone sucked apart from Patch. And that's all I have to say. And that's the only opinion (laughs) I have. Um, but we music there was like one sort of funny um piano song yeah, about, about how spots. many dogs they have. Ha <laughs> well don't adopt them, as we've said. <laughs> Fucking don't make that you're an adult, you've made those decisions live with them. So yeah, that was it, wasn't it really? Mm. Uh, Batchdale test pass? I'm going to say no. No, there weren't many female characters at all, to be honest. I was like... Apart from Corella, of course. Corella, obviously, and then Anita, but, like, who fucking cares about Anita? <laughs> and then Purdy, but, as we said, Purdy's dead to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no one of no... I'm, I'm not even going to, like, put it past my, my test, because... It definitely it doesn't won't. pass the first one. But, you know, it's fine. I'm not that mad about it. So, Liv, what do you think we were supposed to take away from this film? What do you think the message is? I really don't know what the message of this film was. I think the message I took was rehabilitate don't discriminate that's nice i don't know whether that's ultimately the message that i'm meant to be taking away from a childhood film what do you think i don't know maybe there was like maybe someone just wanted an excuse to get that message in a film well i mean i've said it like three or four times but the message is just like don't have all those children if you're not gonna like love each of them and not fucking recognize when you're moving one of them's missing makes Mm. you a terrible parent and maybe you shouldn't be parents yeah i think that's what the message is that's really like the main thing i've taken away from this (laughs) 
What did you rate it? I rated it a six. Because I, I did think... as well. Oh, oh I think first that... time we've matched in a while. It is actually. I think that it's um it's just it's just better than average, and I would watch it independently from 101 Dalmatians as yeah. a different story. Yeah. Which is why I get I could sit down and have a marathon, I think, of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was better than average, definitely better than average for a sequel. I mean, compared to what we've seen so far, it was great. <laughs> it was magical compared to what we've seen so far. And, you know, it wasn't, like, amazing, but it wasn't below average. So I think it'd like a, just a, a, a six. Which sums it all up. Comfortable six. Now it's time for the big question. And I the feel like I know question. your answer to this. Um, are you having sex with anyone in 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure? Is it going to be your sex film? If I are thought... Are you going to let Patch take you on a London Adventure? <laughs> Um, if I thought that it would make a difference to their life, I would have sex with Corella Deville. I probably would. If I, if I thought I could cure, cure her of this clearly One night very insidious disease that she's got about side. spots. Um, and her sidekick, Artie Guy, he seems like the kind of guy I'd see at a... I mean, he's definitely gay, but that's never stopped me before, has it? Let's face it, so... It's a challenge. It is. And if I saw him at an art piece and he was like, this is my art, and oh, I speak in a funny French accent. I actually feel like he'd be, like, pansexual, though. I don't think he'd, like, limit himself. Yeah. I think he'd just be, like, everybody. Do you know what I mean? I got that vibe (laughs) from him. Yeah, I mean, who knows, really? Um, but, you know, if he offered himself up and I'd had enough of the free wine, I'd probably give it a go. Yeah, I feel um, that. I'm not going near whatever her name is, Anita or Roger. I'm not going near them after what they did to Patch. No. It'd be boring I mean, anyway, steal, you can tell. Steal puppies, sure, but forgetting your, forgetting <laughs> your dog when you move house, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely disgusting. Um... Thunderbolt, maybe? But then he'd probably no, be like, really selfish. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it's low down. It's a, it's quite a definite no. Yeah, it's quite a serious no. I mean, we haven't, accept, we haven't acknowledged the fact that there's 101 children in it. 101 uh, puppies. So... <laughs> but like it's I said, they are it, actually you know? all dead to me, so it probably wouldn't count. It's true. It's true. So that's it. It's time to say goodbye. Thanks for joining us on Patch's podcast adventure. <laughs> Liv, what do you want to say? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and send in your questions for the podcast.
and films you want us to watch and, and cover. those too. But don't follow us in real life. Get away from me. <laughs> two meters. <laughs> At least two meters more if you can. <laughs> We've been Hannah and Liv. The Disney and Day. Keeps the Rona away. And a sequel. I make it easier for you to catch Corona. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.